0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Wow.
1: Nice. Yeah. down, so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless: Better to get 30 to 30, get thirty. Better to get 20 20 to 20, get, 20, 20, get 15 15 to get Just fifteen bucks a month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobilecom switch.
0: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Orlando. And I'm Lauren Orlando. As you probably guessed, we're sisters. And we're also co hosts of the podcast, The Sister Diary. Every week, we let our listeners into real life conversations like the ones that we have at home. We have an eight year age gap, so we always have a different perspective on things, but that makes it pretty fun. We talk about navigating life, growing up on social media, and pretty much anything else that we find interesting. You can catch a new episode of The Sister Diary every Friday.
0: I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with Big Dick Energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey, guys. Welcome to Currently Cringing. We have a guest who is returning, one of my faves, Dylan Patel. Welcome.
2: Hello, hello. How I are you? you? I we miss you more.
0: Back. Yeah, I've been in New York and right now you are in Miami, but you are traveling around the country.
2: Yes, double dosed and traveling. So back in Miami and then I'll, I'll be summering in San Francisco because we don't do sticky season in Miami.
0: It's so nasty. It's like the worst time of year, like all the New Yorkers who moved to Miami. I'm like, have fun in August.
2: But what's good is like, it's only bad for like three months and then get it'll get okay again
0: that's what you have to tell yourself when you're there
2: <laughs> i mean new yorkers have winter we have
0: i mean summer. yeah i get it like i want to have a hot girl summer in new york except yep. it's june and it's 66 degrees
2: i know sean said it was cold and rainy all weekend yeah
0: i can't even thirst trap out here but how's your hot girl summer going
2: oh my god we had the most ridiculous day yesterday we uh began at a drag brunch where we showed up in all protest attire to free Britney Spears. (laughs) And then we rented an open air party bus love with 30 random people we met over the last few days, who we would just invite onto the party bus, where we continued the free Britney movement for three and a half hours.
0: I love it. I love it. And I'm sure there was alcohol involved.
2: Oh, there was the DJ open air. There was an open bar on the bus. We literally invited like our Uber driver, We invited the random people sitting next to us at Drag Grunge.
0: Sounds like a blast.
2: It was literally all the most random humans on this bus.
0: I'm having the best hot girl summer ever. I'll just leave it at that. But today I wanted to talk about you. And you know, episode one of Family Karma just aired. If you tuned in, we have a lot to discuss. First of all, happy Pride Month.
2: Yes. Happy Pride. June is Pride Month. What does mean? I mean, that I do mean? Pride all the months, but yes. this is the Pride Month. Yeah,
0: you should have Pride all the months, but what does it mean to you?
2: I mean, Pride, like, as a historical concept, celebrates the fight for queer liberation, which began, I guess, down the street from you at the Stonewall Inn, um, where trans folk and a lot of huge diversity of, you know, LGBT people fought back against years and years of oppression and like a system putting them down
0: and do you want to delve further into that because a lot of people don't know
2: i mean i think what's pretty wild is that a lot of the fight for the gay rights movement and the lgbt rights movement happened in our lifetime and i mean a lot of the biggest strides happened not that long ago and just so grateful that we've been able to live through it so like when I was 10 years old, same-sex relationships, not even marriage, just relationships, were considered illegal in many states. Um, when I started college at Duke, no major political party supported same-sex marriage. That included like both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. And
0: when Trump was party. that? That was, like,
2: that was like a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, 2012, 2012 which is no mind-blowing.
2: major political party supported gay marriage. When I was 21, half the states still banned same-sex marriage. Like, this is me coming into adulthood and still knowing that, like, we still can't get married in half the states. And until last year, you could still be fired for being gay in many, many states. So just progress has come, but it's been over time. And it's been through, you know, we're lucky to see a lot of it having happened in the past 10 or so years. I think people forget how different it was even just a few years ago when we were growing up. I can't even imagine how it was for the folks that started this movement in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s yeah. who had to deal with so much more.
0: Yeah, I love that meme, you know, you're not a homophobe, you're a person that hates gay people. It's not a phobia.
2: No, like, it's just like you're an asshole.
0: Right, you're just a shitty person. And, you know, I can't stand when people say, oh, you know, everyone's gay now there weren't that many gay people or you know, LBGTQIA people before. It's like, no, they were oppressed and you suppressed it and you lived in fear and you stayed in the closet.
2: Yep. yep, and I think you can go back in history hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, and there's you know evidence of gay folks having been around all the time. What's pretty wild is the so last Thanksgiving, my dad or grandpa was telling a story about how he moved to America, well to Africa, to Jamaica, to America, and part of it was that he had an uncle who was single, unmarried, who didn't have any kids, and funded my grandfather to leave the village and, you know, come to Africa, then England, then Jamaica, then America. And we had a revelation. They're like, oh, they're, we found the gay gene. And that's the reason we're in America. <laughs> it's just like gay uncle who paid for my grandfather to leave India, you know, so many years ago.
0: It's shocking to me that, you know, people have these antiquated thoughts. It's like, no, people have always been gay.
2: I mean, it's in the fucking Kama Sutra. <laughs> exactly. There's gay sex in our religious It's sex, even in the Bible. In
0: yeah, it's everywhere. Well, I also want to talk about the Richter scale and the Kinsey scale.
2: <laughs> yes, Richter scale of gayness that Vishal is so offended that I said he was on. So the Richter scale measures earthquakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> like uh, actual
0: earthquakes, like a natural disaster.
2: Yes, that's what the Richter scale does. The fact that you're so offended by a term that you didn't even take the chance to look up is just absurd to me. And the fact that Amrit is there, like, egging him on and translating it into something totally incorrect is even more baffling.
0: Yeah, I think what people don't understand is, you know, we've talked about this, you know, in person as friends and as family, that when you're gay, and you're with a bunch of guys that are supporting, you know, what we call bro culture, it's, It's intimidating and it's scary.
2: For sure. Should I explain what the Kinsey scale is for folks that might know? Please do. So the Kinsey scale was like developed in like 1948, around there. And at the time, it was like a groundbreaking way to describe how human sexuality wasn't a binary. So the scale is a zero to a six. Zero means totally straight. Six is totally gay. And then a ton of people are probably a one to a five. So at the time, this was like, oh, wow, you don't have to be totally straight or totally gay. Like, there is a spectrum on this. And that's what the Kinsey scale was trying to describe. I don't know. Is that a term people already knew?
0: I knew that, you know, term. There's even, like, movies on it. Like, watch movies. Like, it's a thing.
2: Yes. So what Vishal gets so upset about is someone asked me on another podcast, do you think Vishal is gay? And my response was, no, Vishal isn't gay, but sexuality is a Kinsey scale. From zero to six, or as I like to think about it, would suck a dick, wouldn't suck a dick, would have your dick up. and he's on the scale. Right. Umrit took that to tell Vishal, Dylan is calling you gay and say you were sucking dicks. And I was like, that was taken so out of context and totally incorrect.
0: And you, those and words it, never came out of your mouth.
2: The thing that bothers me is that even if I said every single thing that they said that I said, the response that Vishal has and Umrit defending him is incredibly disgusting, so uncalled for, and such a disproportionate response.
0: Right.
2: Like, you are so offended by even people thinking you're gay that that's how you react. Like, try fucking being gay. Like, you want to come to our drag shows, you want to dress in heels, you want to like, you know, play up this character like you're gay, like it's some costume, like it's some game. Right. And then even the implication alone wants you to, makes you want to bash a gay person's face in. Like, how does he not understand how fucked up this
0: is? And I want to talk about that. You know, we have, you know, the appropriation of a lot of cultures, Black culture, even Indian culture, but people minimize the appropriation of gay culture.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of these, you know, celebrities or influencers or people, the term called gay baiting, where you basically play up feminine aspects of yourself in order to get the likes, to get the follows, to get the validation from gay men. But at the end of the day, it's just fake and it's just it's kind of a mockery of the people that actually have to struggle through coming out through actual homophobia and i think that's the nuance that michelle still doesn't realize
0: yeah like you know. it's not
2: funny to pretend to be gay it's not a joke like these are actual people's lives
0: or you know do the fun things that involve being gay right like oh like let's throw a party and like dress and drag and things like that and it's like there are people out there that actually want to do those things and they cannot because they will be killed
2: yep i mean i'm all for you know straight guys being more feminine like paint your nails wear a skirt like wear do whatever you want basically crazy.
0: there are no don't
2: rules pretend, but don't pretend to be gay or say you're gay or say me and i'm lovebirds or you know it's not it's not funny for people that are actually gay especially if you're going to be so offended by even the implication And if you're going to do all these things and it's election season, like speak out, like support the community, not just for the fun of it, support for the legal fight, support for, you know, the trans folks that are still like struggling so much.
0: Yeah, and especially the viewers, right? We have so many, you know, LGBTQIA viewers and they're in this South Asian community, which, you know, our culture does have a ways to go in this topic, you know. We are a little backward, and it's tough. It's tough to be, you know, gay in the Indian community, and so you'd want your own peers to have your back.
2: For sure. That's why I guess like Amrit's defense is just not just upsetting, but just confusing to me. How he doesn't understand how messed up it is. I think his loyalty is just so blind that anything Vishal do does, he'll just back him, whether or not it's he's backing the right horse. So I'm quoting it that like it's any way to prove his loyalty to Vishal.
0: And I know we've had you on the pod before, but I still want to ask, like, when did you know you were gay?
2: I mean, probably walking through the underwear section mm-hmm. at the department store. It's, it's a running joke that that's everyone's like gay origin story.
0: Yes. How old were you?
2: I was later like I did not like fully accept until college, but most people probably teenage years or puberty.
0: And are you a gold medal gay, gold star gay?
2: I'm not answering that. What? This is a very contentious issue in our community.
0: Okay, fine. Well, for those of you that don't know, a gold star gay is someone that's never been with a woman. Umbrith is a gold star gay, by the way. He's never been with a woman, so. I don't know. Well,
2: says things.
0: <laughs> well, now, I want to talk about you know, some fun things. Like what are your plans for Pride? You've got your new clothing line dropping, Dilpop.
2: Yes, this is Dilpop, my merch line. Um, It's all embroidered goods. South Asian, queer inspired. Proceeds go to my three favorite charities, which are all on the website. It's at Dilpop.com. These are all, it's cute. Look, it's a little embroidered Pride month. Tanks and sweaters. We got it all. How am I celebrating? Well, California opens mid-June, so I am flying there immediately. For the post-quarantine pride party
0: yes love that
2: double dosed then we'll do another pride in chicago in august what else i mean pride is so many things for me and you know it's going to the parties there's benefits there's galas there's just speaking out and being visible pride to me is just like being unapologetically yourself and I think we it's so easy to forget how many people are unable to do that even and, today.
0: And what do you want to say to, you know, the people listening? There's a lot of people listening that unfortunately have to stay in the closet. I can't even tell them to come out because I understand. You know, I don't even know what to say. It's I so mean, tough.
2: I mean, usually talking to young people inspires me so much with the words they know how to describe themselves and things are getting better, but progress isn't a straight line. I think the young people I always think like the first focus should be on loving yourself. And, you know, wherever they are in their coming out journey, it's valid and doing what feels right now is okay. You don't need to have a certain label. Coming out makes more sense first to those you feel safest around, those who you think will support you the most as you continue that journey. I think a big misconception is coming out as like a one and done activity. And even for me, when I did I did a public coming out letter and I still have to come out all the time and decide in any situation is this a safe space to be gay do i feel comfortable here how do i want to do it and even now like there's times where you choose not to be gay or you play up the fact that you're straight because you're not in a situation where you feel safe to do so
0: and you're very fortunate because your family is awesome and they're so supportive but a lot of people out there have families that aren't supportive and don't understand and don't accept them
2: yep and even my family like they're very supportive now but i think what people probably won't see is that it did take a lot of time to get to that point.
0: Right. Like would you be at events and they'd be like, don't say anything.
2: Luckily, because I did it so publicly, it kind of forced the conversation for the whole community. But that kind of was one of my fears of like coming out and then family being like, "Okay, but we don't need to tell people about it.
0: Right. Yeah. And then people who you think would understand, don't understand. You know, that's also like surprising.
2: I think there's also a big um, double standard. So it's interesting seeing some of the India's aunties and uncles who are like, oh, wow, I'm so happy for you. But knowing that, like, they would cut off their child's dick if they married even outside of the community. Like, I'm supposed to believe that you're, like, this gay-friendly.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. But I think, you know, you're awesome. You have so many amazing things coming up, which people will see in the season. And I'm very excited for you.
2: Do you have advice for first season me? given you've been through this once. I'm already traumatized just rewatching everything. It makes me so And anxious. you
0: saw what I went through. You know, it so was like, rough.
2: I'm like reliving
0: it. Yeah, it's just now your turn. But it was rough for me, especially because the community's so tight knit and that's what people don't see. They don't see the backlash behind the scenes. And I'm very happy now. I saw on Instagram, you know, now if you have a troll and let's say you block them, you now have the option to, you know, it says, block this person and other accounts they may create. Wow. I saw that yesterday. So what I noticed was unfortunately for me during season 1, I realized like the five trolls I had were, were from all were all the same person and they were a family member of one of my own cast members. So unfortunately, you will see and you will learn the hard way, maybe you won't because you're a smart cookie and you've you know, seen us all go through it for season one, a lot of your trolls will be people in your own community and you would have never known. That's the unfortunate part, you know? But like I said, what matters to me and what will matter to you are what your close friends and family think and I think that's what's the most important thing. Like, who cares about what other people think? Or, you know, when you're now in a situation now where you're starting off the season where there's a divide like you pick a side. Yes. And I, you know, I think that's tough, but I think you're a smart guy. And you know, the people who like you will like you. And the people who don't, it's their loss, in my opinion.
2: I mean, honestly, I know everything I've said, I know everything I haven't said, and I've like never felt so strongly that we're on the right side of this argument. And that Umberna Michala just fucked up for thinking it's even okay to say this. And I think Sean comes off as genuine in his responses sean i mean because sean knows more than anyone like if you had to share every little homophobic moment like you'd be an endless record but sean's been there for that he's like seen different things that we've gone through and i think it comes off as super super genuine in his confessionals because of course like we're just seeing those for the first time too
0: yeah that's Um, what the viewers and the listeners don't know we're watching just as you are we don't know what's going to you know be aired so you know when you watch it it's like wow like there's so much more than 3 minutes of what you see right but yep, i think yep, yep. i think you know this is an important conversation and rather than look at you know the show as a negative or what's happening is this like you know petty fight i think why not use our platform to talk about something bigger which is you know the lgbtqia community and you know people don't know the suicide rate i think it's one of the highest in the lgbtqia community
2: yeah i mean the queer community is still hit by so many different things there's a fight going on to prevent trans people from using the bathroom that matches their gender identity violence against lgbt folks remains four times higher than straight folk and all of that is just in our country there's so much more happening in other parts of the world that you know, we haven't even scratched the surface when it came, comes to full and equal equality for LGBT folk.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad you came on to talk about this. I know it was tough for you. You know, I was with you and-
2: Oh my God, that car ride home and Oh just, my
0: God, I remember you I was crying. also the
2: first, oh, I, was, I was like so upset. You were shaking. Well, I almost felt like, am I delusional for being upset about this? And it was just shocking to me how everyone was just attacking Sean, like this was even a controversial opinion. And I think watching Amrit just like have a smirk on the face, like enjoying the drama in this like traumatizing moment, just like really, really bothered me. I'm like, you like this, like why are you enjoying this?
0: I wanted to leave that party because I was uncomfortable. And to me, that situation should have just been, I'm sorry, I'm sorry let's yes. continue to have fun
2: that's literally what sean expected is for rishal to say oh you're right like that doesn't make sense like i shouldn't bash dylan's face on the floor and the fact that he chose to double down over and over again you fuck up you apologize and you move on and the fact that he keeps wanting to say this is justifiable and Umrit keeps telling him it's okay because if Umrit had him right away rishal would have backed off
0: yeah and in life you know everyone's like it's tough because you know You know, I have my friend, Vishal, and I have my friends, you know, the Patel family, Dylan, you guys are like my family. And, you know, I've even said it, I'll say it again, in life, I think you pick a side. You don't play the fence. I don't play the fence. And I've chosen my side, you know, in this situation, and I think what they did was wrong. Point yeah, and, I just think simple.
2: that blind loyalty is so silly. You tell your friends when they fuck up. You're honest with them. Absolutely. You don't just support them in making poor decisions in a blackout rage.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, ah. absolutely. Also, I
2: won that basketball game.
0: They <laughs> didn't show there. that you, Dylan. Actually I know. Beat I was so happy.
2: I literally beat all those boys. Yeah,
0: you beat all of them in basketball. But speaking of, you know, being blacked out and drunk, you know, I've had a long weekend, um, having a good time. I will say, you know, TMI, but I want to talk about deep throating. Oh, no. Okay, we go from like pride to like gay appropriation to the Kinsey scale to now deep throating. This is like an art. This is an art form. And I don't know. I don't know. How do you what do that? You
2: what did you learn?
0: Oh, uh, it's, it's hard.
2: I can bring in some experts I have a if
0: you very, want, right? Yeah, it's I know. Helpful. I know. You want to bring them in? <laughs> you want to bring Naren in? I know he's hiding there. Well, if
1: you'd like any pointers on that. Uh, oh,
0: so now Naren wants to chime in. He's been giggling silently this whole time, and now we talk about deep voting, and he's like all on board.
1: His ears just perked up. I mean, you know, I've, I've been told by a lot of people that I'm, I'm quite good, so.
2: <laughs> Naren is my San Francisco gay bestie in town for the premiere party.
0: Who I love, who's actually behind the scenes on a lot of the pods and silently giggling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. This is, this is the third one, I think, where yes. that has
0: happened. Yes. So now, okay, what are the pointers? Because I need them.
1: Well, so I think the biggest problem most people have is they have a, a gag reflex. And so it's just hard to, um, and that's something that you can actually, you can, you can like practice. You know, you don't need a dick to practice. All you need to do is take a toothbrush and just kind of like use it on the back of your tongue. And <laughs>
0: I mean, I do that every day anyway.
2: I was going to say, I had to explain yesterday to my friend Alex what a tongue scraper was. <laughs> oh She's my like, God. What is the contraption you have in the bathroom? I'm like, to scrape my tongue. He's like, you scrape your tongue? I'm yes. Like, of course.
0: That's one of my deal breakers wet wipes and a tongue scraper from episode one.
2: But that's basically practicing deep
1: throating as a tongue scraper. So,
0: me choking every morning is deep throating practice?
1: it's it, consider a deep learning practice yeah go a little longer than than you normally would just because
0: i do go back there with the tongue scraping. i do do. i guess <laughs> i don't
1: want to see any whiteness on my tongue
0: no <laughs> i want it to be like you know hot pink okay so what else do you got tongue scraping
1: i think i think we mentioned this before like like you can't forget about the balls like you always uh you know whether it's your hand or your mouth you know you just got to like go back and forth i love that he said we talked about this before
0: i know he's like we talked about this before basically like you stick the finger up the butt you fondle the balls and then you yep. deep throat. that's a lot of work yep
1: <laughs> hands lots of lots of lots of hands you, you have you have two hands you have your tongue you know you always want to <laughs> Oh, I know I some people use their feet at that's not not really my
0: That's a little much. That's a little much. Yeah.
1: yeah. No <laughs> kink shaming. No 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 no, no
0: kink No shaming. no kink shaming. Use your feet out there. I'm just saying for me that's like, you know, a little bit, you know, for the Olympics.
1: No, I mean some like someone had actually tried that on me once and I was just like this is kind of uncomfortable. Like it's like, not like <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't need your toe in my butt. <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> I think I think we'll leave it at that.
2: <laughs> well thanks for thanks for joining in
0: thank you for your important information
2: <laughs> anytime anytime yeah
0: you're welcome Or you
2: can check out his only fans
0: <laughs> yeah naren is welcome as you know a silent guest anytime or you know giving kink advice
1: well maybe 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 one day i'll get my own spin-off
0: absolutely absolutely we love you naren thank you for your two cents on deep throating. <laughs> oh, I don't want like, you know, people are like, oh, I want it to be like eight feet or whatever. I'm like, hell, <laughs> eight inches. Like, no, I do not want like a huge slong that would kill me.
2: Yes, I agree. You want, they call it boyfriend dick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. they call boyfriend
2: it. Boyfriend dick is Like five to six.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: It's called boyfriend dick. Okay, good. It's like something you could do every day.
0: What's not a boyfriend, Dick? Is there a name for that? (laughs) (laughs) Ung. Are there any Uh, new words I need to learn? I just learned boyfriend Dick. Anything else?
2: Any new words? I mean, we learned gay baiting. We learned the Kinsey scale today.
0: And I learned you taught me all the words from the first pod you were on, you know? Yes. And if you want to learn those words, check out that episode, guys, with Dylan Patel. But now, yeah like deep throating it's like a thing apparently it's a hot girl summer thing It's a
2: that's always been a thing that's not new the only thing that's new is like one finger in the butt i hear straight people are doing that
0: i've always heard straight people doing that and it's just unspoken
2: okay that's i learned this recently
0: oh they've people... always been doing that oh really yeah just no one wants to talk about it
2: <laughs> because they everyone's afraid to be Labeled this yeah. game.
0: Yeah, exactly. They
2: know the shit we go through.
0: Exactly. They don't want to like claim the finger in the butt, but you like it. <laughs> You're doing it. Well, we're going to wrap this up with a game of Never Have I Ever. Our favorite, it's like tradition. Oh. Okay, question one. Never have I ever slept with a coworker? Yes. You have?
2: Uh What? I mean, I worked at like a 500,000-person company, and we biked from Africa. In San Francisco.
0: <laughs> um, I have not, obviously. I have not, because right now I work for myself. And then when I worked in fashion, I worked with a bunch of women. Have I fucked myself? Yeah, I have. But that wasn't the question. I'm, I'm my own co-worker right now. Never have I ever used handcuffs.
2: I have never used handcuffs.
0: I have never used handcuffs, but to everyone listening, I would like to, because guess what, you know, I've been saying I want to get my hair pulled. I've been getting my hair pulled. I'll leave it at that. I will leave it at that.
2: I support this.
0: Yes. Uh, Never have I ever had sex in a public place. I have not.
2: I mean, the entire house is a public place, yes.
0: No, that I mean like out there like at a park, in a public bathroom. Are you part of the Mile High Club? Like that's, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. Where? Where's the craziest, friskiest place? I can't
2: even remember.
0: Oh, come on, I need an answer. I need an answer.
2: Uh, maybe at the beach.
0: Oh yeah, I saw photos of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. You did send me those photos. What's that beach again? Marshall Beach but straights aren't allowed there right
2: they're allowed it's just not recommended.
0: like if I went there you'd be like what are you doing here Wait, I, you know you could go it'd be fine okay but the
2: problem is it's only ever warm up like three Saturdays a year
0: okay well everybody thank you so much for listening Dylan I love you so much you truly are so beautiful inside and out not gonna get emo right now it was tough for me you know to watch episode 1 to be honest because I know it's a comedy and we laugh but I was actually with you and I have been there you know when you're in a tiff with you know such a small dacey community it's very tough and you know I just want you to enjoy this ride and it's an exciting new chapter for you
2: thank you yeah i'm uh like nervously excited to be part of the season and it was fun talking and i'm glad i have you to support me through this absolutely
0: Absolutely. I love you so I'm sure much. i these
2: boys are going to re-kick off everything now.
0: But... Well, that's what happens. That's what people don't realize. We have to relive the season all over again and watch it when we've been through it, right? But then it opens up the can of worms again. Like, I remember season one, people, you know, were mad at me and Bali because we were literally doing what we're doing now. We are literally rehashing yep. the episode, but that's what you do when you're on a show. You rehash. Yeah, yep,
2: like, I knew... Like, I knew Vishal was mad at me for saying he was on the Kinsey scale or Richter scale. I didn't know Umrik was telling Vishal they called him gay, he sucks dick. I'm like, where did you make that up from?
0: That's absolutely not true.
2: <laughs> so, I don't know where they get this up.
0: Where can people buy your cute clothes? Where can people find you on the gram, on Twitter?
2: Yes, you can buy my cute clothes at Dilpop.com. D-I-L-P-O-P.com. And you can find me on all the social media at Dylan. D-I-L-L-O-N, Patel, like your favorite doctor, me, like me, <laughs> yeah, Dylan Patel, me on everything. Awesome. Or does Anisha Polly tag me in a photo like yesterday.
0: For sure. I love you, boo. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.